0: Tree talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Tree Talkin' Time. In this special bonus episode, I was at Autumn Oaks and I was talking to Chris Powell from Hounds and XP and Josh Michaelis from the Fueled by Joy podcast. And after our conversation, I had this idea to talk about Hound Media. Just kind of wanted to cover where we've been, where we're going. And not only did I want to get those two guys on, I also wanted to get Jason Doobie, who, if you're not familiar, is on the W Hound podcast, but him and his wife also just purchased Full Crime Magazine. And I wanted to get Clayton Stark on. While he's producing a podcast now his main thing is youtube and his and his videos so kind of we cover the gamut of youtube magazines podcast you know cuz Josh did some youtube before as well so we have a wide array of uh hound media personalities like i guess would be the way to say it and we just kind of covered a lot of different topics within that and uh it was a really good conversation i really appreciate these guys sitting down Automos is a busy time and it's it's hard to carve out you know, 45 minutes to an hour to, to really sit down and talk. So really appreciate all these guys. If you're not checking their stuff out, you really should like Chris Powell on Houndsman XP and his, his team, you know, they're covering everything from competition hunting to hog hunting to bear hunting to training and also a lot of the legislative stuff and where we need to be fighting for our rights. And, you know, that's where Chris and Houndsman XP is really, really set the bar and, and where we a lot of us other guys, we kind of need to step it up. And with that fighting and for our rights and stuff, you know, Josh Michaelis and the field by joy. He has some of the top coon hound handlers on his podcast every week. And, and also then they have other working dog podcasts that covers beagles and gun dogs and stuff. So it's not even just hounds. And then you've got the W hound podcast that has Steve and bear as well as buddy and Jason. And, you know, there's a whole gamut of stuff covered there. And then you got Clayton who is knocking it out of the park on YouTube week after week. Creating the best coon hunting videos out there, and he's raising the bar. that's for sure, and at the same point he, he produces a podcast every now and again. It's not quite as regular as some of us, but he has some really good podcast episodes out there, like I said, with Jason, him and his wife, Danny, they just bought Full Crime magazine and talk about knocking the things out of the park. They are about to hit a grand slam that no one has seen, but I've gotten a little sneak peek, and I'll tell you what this first issue of Full Cry that's about to come out is phenomenal. I've only seen a little sneak peek of it but what I saw is great. So if you have not already subscribed to full Cry magazine, you definitely need to go to full and do that. You're not going to regret it. Of course, gotta thank all the sponsors, you know, Conkeys W full cry. I really appreciate all you guys and what you guys are doing for me. So without further ado, here's this episode.
2: You know, we're looking to improve on the foundations that have been laid by guys like Chris and others, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I've run it by you guys and I've talked to Jason about it as well. Jason knows what I'm talking about, but you know, we got a lot of work to do on it, so I don't want to get too in depth yet, but you okay. know, we're coming it's up It's like
3: a summit. It's like a nuclear summit. Nobody wants to lay all
2: their cards on the table. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't reveal all the secrets. Yeah, I'd say we're not hiding it from <laughs> each other. We're just hiding it from the listeners, which I don't know if it's a good ploy or not, but you I know, don't know, I don't, I don't want to announce anything until, you know, we are 100% ready, but just Just keep your eye out because all these guys that are in this podcast are going to be involved in this. Yeah. You know, dog media of all kinds. Yeah. I don't know if I can partner up with Michaelis. (laughs) (laughs) You already broke up once? Uh, Yeah, I already (laughs) left a bad taste in his mouth once. (laughs) Uh,
3: No, the thing about about media and the whole reason, you know, Houndsman XP was started is because there was no – 21st century style media, and and I'm excited about Full Cry coming back. I think it's going to be awesome, Mm -hmm. and I think our crowd is a traditional crowd that likes having that print media in their hands and things that they can pass down. But at the time uh, that that Houndsman XP was started, there was was nobody in the space telling our story. And Mm -hmm. what happens when you don't tell your story is other people try to tell it for you, and they get it wrong. Or they miss key points, and and the worst thing that happens is the anti-hunting community was coming out and telling our story for us, yeah. And it was affecting policymakers uh, that were making making the the laws that we have to hunt by, and and things that were just going south. And it's pretty exciting, really, because now, you know, four years after we launched the Houndsman XP podcast, you know, it's, I was talking to Alan Gingrich about it. There's a, whole, there's a whole section of a building set up here mm-hmm. for people to produce podcasts about yep. hounds. Yep. And so we're getting the message out and, and making appearances on podcasts like uh, Peterson's Hunting. Mm-hmm. I did that a few weeks ago. Uh, the, the largest hunting magazine organization in the world has a podcast. And, and you get to go on there and, and I tell the story of the houndsmen and represent us and tell yeah. our own story. Mm-hmm. And the National deer Association, you know it 's no secret, Josh and I have done several podcasts about the relationships between deer hunters and and houndsmen, and we've fired our shots they fired their shots and and everything, but at the end of the day, we got to figure out how to work together exactly and and being able to build something and and I guess what i 'm trying to say is the rest of the hunting public and the hunting industry and community is starting to recognize the values that we bring to the table for wildlife management, for financial reasons, you know, all of it together. It's, it's exciting.
0: Now, and like OSG, which I'm pretty sure owns Peterson's, they just launched their Hound magazine. So, you know, they're, they're realizing that, oh, this is a crowd we should be recognizing and bringing, you know, bringing to the table. So,
3: yeah, I mean, Meat Eater didn't do anything with hounds before, um, we before we started, we as a community started bringing this kind of information out, and they yeah. saw the value of it. So now, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to tap into it yeah. and,
2: and tell the story. So mm-hmm. those larger media organizations, and a lot of them were pro hound. You know, yeah. they were they were they were yeah. mm-hmm. they wanted to be with the houndsman but they didn't want to take that gamble, and right. they didn't want to to dip their toes in that water because they was worried about what would happen. Yeah, and as guys like Chris and others you know they brought these these wonderful houndsmen up to the forefront uh you know people companies like that and large organizations seen that and you know well this was well received uh this was well done these guys are not just hill folk that are coming down from the hills and and raiding our our deer hunting ground and yeah. stuff like that and and the how they the science behind Uh, and the biology behind how beneficial we are for the actual wildlife and stuff like that came to the forefront and then allowed those bigger companies with more eyeballs and more ears to take advantage of that and see that, you know, we can delve into this space a little bit safely without having it blow back on us because these are are our brothers. These are outdoorsmen just like us, and it was just such a benefit. I think, what do you think, pal, since maybe 2016, 17, where it just kind of started – the wheels started turning in some of these bigger companies, and they were following, you know, leads from Houndsman XP and others, and, you know, they, they got into the space a little bit.
3: Yeah, you talk about companies like Onyx, yeah. you know, um, that that see the value of being able to reach into this community. And there's been others, you know, with, um, uh, I mean, Joy Dog Food's been in business for a long time, but, but Joy Dog Food and, and the Fuel by Joy podcast, and, you know, I mean, it's just... Even W, I mean yeah. W, um, you know they they spread their influence across the U.S. Five years ago, you never saw a W T-shirt at our mokes. You know, you just didn't because I've it was seen a quite Western. a few. <laughs> I have yeah. too. Yep. And and so they were more of a Western Houndsman type company, and Great Lakes Company. They always had stronghold there. And I'm not going to try to speak for W, but what I'm saying is, is now you're starting to see those that logo show up in Virginia and Mm -hmm. Richmond, Indiana. So I think it could be beneficial for all of us. And all
4: of it is, is just, I mean, and that's where I feel like we really differ in the media scene. And like, we don't have bills to pay, you know, we don't have sponsors. We can kind of do whatever we want until we, I mean, occasionally we'll get the phone call to back her down a little bit, (laughs) but but We've you know, all, it's, we've all it's got like, those calls. <laughs> yeah, right? were we yeah. just talking about that? No. Yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's a little different. But just to see, you know, from marketing standpoint, you know, it's been really good for us, too, because it puts us in, in people's minds. And, you know, I think of this new Hound magazine that just hit newsstands. Like in Merlin, Oregon, you can look it up. It is not real big. I walked down to the local Rays, and it's sitting on the shelf. And for me, you know, like, it was funny because a lot of people were, you know, like, kind of, it was the elephant in the room, like, with us buying Full Cry and what we thought of it. And I said, that's a fantastic thing for us because there's a company that sees a value in what we do enough that they just sold a pile of advertising. Mm. And they don't gamble on that kind of an expense. So it's like we are finally hitting that. The front end, like Chris is saying, like this is our chance to like kind of join forces and and write our own narrative, like take back what's been taken and just keep putting that best foot forward month in, month out. I mean, heck, like guys like Chris, what you're doing three podcasts a week now?
3: Yeah, we drop three shows a week.
4: So you got three. We've got two over on W. You got Fueled by Joy. You got Ben. You got, Cl- I mean, like, how many? Of just uh, yeah. this immediate group of guys, we know like it's crazy to think about where we were, heck, three years ago. You know. Right? Yeah. You yep. so know,
0: three years ago, probably three podcasts. I don't and know. Now there's probably ten. Yep. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, and it's 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 different than what people think it is. Uh, you know, it's not. We're all sitting here, and we know how much work it takes to produce a podcast. Not only work, but it takes finances to do yeah. it too. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate because, you know, the state pays me not to come to work anymore, which is a good deal for both of us, Um, but, you know, with retirement, but uh, it still takes above and beyond that kind of income to be able to do it and do it effectively. And getting back to what you said, Jason, you know, we're sitting, the worst thing that the hound hunting community can do is to disengage or to back away from this opportunity we have in the media world to, I mean, now's the time. We're sitting right there in the promised land yeah. is in front of us. We just got to find people that are willing to to follow us into it, you know?
4: And I'll go out on a limb and I bet a lot of you guys probably feel the same way. I think 90% of us started off looking at something just to get involved and to help pay for some dog food or some gas. Yeah. And now it's turned into this like i don't know if we wanted it or not not but like we we are the voices (laughs) yeah i know it's still not right like we're how many years in and we're still paying our own but yeah like it's crazy to think like gotta just guys like all of us sitting here wanting to get involved and do something on a bigger level now it's like holy crap that fast track
3: yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's key right there i mean it it's it's never been about you know Building an empire, or, or you know, I'm telling you right now that it's it's not a money
2: maker, not a huge. You know, wait a minute, Chris, you're not you're
0: not getting rich off of Handsome XP. No,
2: I just no. I seen him get out of a Bentley earlier. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking well, about.
3: I told the driver to drop me off a couple blocks yeah, and let me walk go. in like yeah. I walked here. But yeah, let me rent a. Yeah, let me get, let get me my golf cart. 99 Civic, <laughs> you
2: know, so I can pull it in here, you know,
3: so people don't think I'm highfalutin. You know, but it's, it's, we're sitting on the, we're sitting on the verge of, of being able to break into this thing. And if we can all stay on the same message mm-hmm. uh, and present Houndsman in a way that uh, is principle based and adds value and, and things like that, then we're going to get there. Exactly. And, you know, as, as more podcasts come out and everything and
0: you get more people, no matter what, you're always going to get some characters and bad actors. And, and that's kind of also what I want to talk about is just, how can we try to all stay on that on the same path and stick stick to that same message and you know try our best to make sure houndsmen are presented in a, a good light and not bring those bad actors out i
2: don't think that's a problem for the guys that are around here that are guys that are at this table right now oh, on i, this I podcast. agree that's not um and i can only speak for the eastern coon hunter and that's what i try to do because even though I give Powell a hard time, I don't know nothing about bear hunting. I don't know nothing about lion dogs. Um, That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the coon hunter side, and I love them, um, they're my people. I've been raised by them and with them uh, since I was five years old. I've been coming to these events for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's a community, community and a culture that I wanted to showcase the right way. That's why I started doing this with Chris years ago when we started The Truth. I didn't I was not money or fame or any of that stuff you know I just wanted to be able to You were be- mad because somebody else dropped a podcast that misrepresented Yeah I've talked I've talked yeah. to Jason about that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that misrepresented your lifestyle. Yeah. And, and so you called me It's like man I want to do a podcast and it's yeah. like well let's do it and we turned it into the truth. Yeah. But no, I mean, been wildly these, you're successful. welcome. You're thank you. Yeah. You're my, you're my, you're welcome. Jo- I've been thinking Chris
2: this whole time. And it was you guys that helped me along, <laughs> me? but, uh, I love them, but they don't, they don't have a lot of foresight as a community. They right. don't, they're, they're these guys that are down in Oklahoma right now, competing for 60, $70,000 or whatever they're hunting for right now. They're not worried about five years from now. They're worried about winning this late round. You know, they're worried about the next dog that they have to get uh, to keep doing what they love to do. Uh, These guys that are here at this event that come down to just one event a year like Autumn Oaks, you know, they're just worried about feeding their families and their kids and and coming down Mm -hmm. and pleasure hunting for fun, and they get to come out here one time as a family and enjoy themselves. And that is all great. That's all great. Mm -hmm. But somebody, and I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, the messiah or anything, but someone has to help them along on the outside someone has to speak for them someone has to show them show people what they actually are but some of those same people that you're trying to help don't understand that what you're doing yeah and they think that we're doing it for fame or do you think that we're doing it just so people can see or hear our voice or and it, it couldn't be farther from the opposite and so that's coming along uh, that's getting better. You know, I get here to this event and it's really invigorating because if everybody's shaking your hand, I love your podcast. I love right. what you're doing. Uh, thanks for everything. And that helps. But then you also get the emails that I'm an elitist and I don't, I don't do this. Right. You and Jen and the I don't big do money hunts. Yeah. And I'm, I just want to <laughs> grab them and be like, I'm trying to help you idiot. <laughs> you know? And so. It's a fine line. In I'm, from, I'm from Fuel by Joy podcast, and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like the government. Yep, <laughs> you might want to be you might want to be leery. But I just want to scream at them that I'm trying to help them, and some of them haven't realized it yet. Uh, we're just trying to help them along. Times are changing, mm-hmm. and it's a fine line between trying to preserve the culture and the community and the things that we are, and move into the 21st century. Finally,
3: you yeah. know, there's a reason why deer hunting media uh that's been probably around longer than any other form of hunting media yeah. and yeah that's that's helped build build their industry i mean yeah. deer hunting is an industry in the united states and but it also lot, is,
2: Bill Jordan. It, yeah but it's
3: <laughs> it's also turned into having a lot of influence mm-hmm. with people that are making the the rules you know the laws and it brings a lot of money and everything like that but even the early days of deer hunting media weren't good but they kept at it and and now they're to the point where you've got shows like meat eater and and you know that are just rocking the charts because they stuck with it and they stayed on message and they tried to represent deer hunting in a positive way and houndsmen need to start celebrating the positive successes of ethical houndsmen people that want to do things right you know that have principle in their life. Stop celebrating the outlaws and the cheaters and mm-hmm. and stuff like
2: that. Yeah, you know the good thing about no future. Is we're always that. five years behind. You know, there's always a blu- <laughs> there's always a blueprint right yeah. there. There's you know, bummer. you look you look at what Rogan's been doing for 20 years. Exactly. And you know, here we are, and you look at you know what the outdoor media has done for fishing and and yep. and whitetail hunting and even yep. western big game, and all we gotta do is follow that blueprint you know they've laid it all out for us we just got to do it the right way like they did you know it's easier for us than it was the pioneers and some of the other sports it's got to be yeah 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 there
3: was no blueprint
4: i think part part of um one of the hardest things across our community though like you know you're talking to the the coon hunters and we talk western big game hunters a lot of times and and it's hard because like coon hunting chris i think you've said this before it's like It's one of those things where, like, people aren't as attached to a coon because, they like, it's legitimate crop damage. Like, it's all these things, right? Right. Like, coon hunting is a massive, like, you've compare compared to deer hunting now, like, on a way smaller scale. But these guys aren't giving away trucks and $100,000 purses if they're not making money. Like, that's a business standpoint. Right. So... Like, there's support behind that community, I think, Josh, you got to leg up. As long as everybody can come together or select you, like you're saying, to represent that. Like, there's some clout behind that. And that's where I think a lot of the Western guys can get hung up. It's like, well, we're fighting hard to keep every bit of what we have. And then there's guys up there, you know, having these hunts. And it's like, not a a battle.
3: Yeah but I gotta remind
4: them it's a battle nationwide like we're all battling the same thing that is a, some of our best PR is those programs and those youth events and yep. the things you benefit hunt yes like that you guys are great PR for us as a sport for sure
3: well it's a, it also Jason it's a deal where um, yeah we've been fighting hard but at some point you've got to figure out how to fight smart yeah you know and right. it, I, I'm a historian so I look at You know what what we did in the american revolution with a smaller force less trained you know we were victorious and uh you know this when you're talking about the anti-hunting community and what they're trying to do in the west it is a war and People have got to get off the sidelines and stop. So we're stop the being. Taliban now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, actually, but you guys can we're actually Robert. We're actually uh, Rogers Rangers. So, <laughs> uh, but but it, it's time for you guys have for, fought those
4: battles though too. Right. I mean, yeah. like people don't want to acknowledge that, and even within the coon hunting community, tethering laws, you know, kennel rent restrictions.
3: When you talk about coon hunters, there's no there's no glaring threat like there is in Colorado right now for, right. for a coon hunter in Indiana, right. you know, cause you got farmers, you got homeowners, you got fish and wildlife managers, like they're saying, we got too many raccoons. So the coon hunters are slower to engage on that front. Whereas the houndsmen in Colorado right now, they're gonna be in a fight for their life in 2024 with a ballot initiative out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I just got back from Florence, Colorado at the uh, uh, Colorado Predator Hunters and Trappers Association conference, and they are trying to put on a full court press, you know, mm-hmm. to try to stand up against this. To give you, to give people in the east, this is a slide that they showed that just floored me. There's 5.8 million people in the state of Colorado, population wise. 5.2 million of those people live on the eastern, the front, the front range around yeah. Denver, Boulder, and those places. There's no way they can outvote them. So yeah. you've gotta figure out a way to sway the opinions and we can do that with positive media, with mm-hmm. good media.
0: Yeah.
4: Definitely.
0: I think that's what we're
3: all trying to trying to do
0: and trying to fight the the bad press that we do get from a lot of those outside influences and you know, those anti hunters that like you said, they try to they try to write our story and so Yes. We're trying to fight back. But
4: it it's and- hard to break the United Front. And that's mm-hmm. just it. I mean, everybody in this room, all differences and paths aside. Like we've all kind of stood by each other and helped lift each other up because we all know that this is good for the sport and I'm I can say I'm happy to still be working with all you guys. Yeah. Because it's gonna take all of us. Yeah. I mean, to to make that difference because they'll just start chipping us away one at a time like they do the voting population, you know?
2: No, it's uh it's hard. For folks to grasp uh, things that that aren't directly affecting them right now, you know, and, and me and you talked about this too, Jason. Uh, we're just folks that just want to live in the hills with our dogs and come down about every three or four months for groceries like they did in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, get me some coffee and some flour and I'm going to go back and turn this pup loose. Right. Right. And to get those people uh, involved into something that's happening in Colorado or that's happening in Washington State, or what's Oregon. happening
3: in Colorado should be just as important to a person yes. turning a hound loose in Indiana, or Missouri, or yeah. anywhere else as it is to that guy turning that hound loose. Because they're not going to stop there. Yeah. Once they accomplish no. what they're doing there, they're going to move to the next thing. Yeah. And people are like, "It'll oh, never happen." Yeah, it. It's it. Oh, that was Colorado. I don't own up mountain lines anyway. We keep a hound, and so the way they try to defeat it here is with. Tethering laws, kennel bills, bring your dog in what's below 50 degrees and, and above 70 degrees. Yeah. You know, animal welfare bills is what they're trying to comp- yeah. to mm-hmm. push on us here. So they're going to regulate us out of business if we don't make a stand and come together. we got to back the guy in Colorado, the New Mexico houndsman. They have a different story and a different past, but they've got a common thread, and that's their Houndsmen And what they do is special to them, and it will affect us. And it yeah. is affecting us. Oh, this. yeah.
0: And on the flip side, while we're fighting, you know, to keep things, you know, there's also the flip side where we're fighting to gain some things. You know, Montana yeah. had a big win just recently with the getting oh, bigger hunting, yeah. and, you know, South Dakota's trying to open some more up for lion hunting, so mm-hmm. we got to fight that fight too, so.
2: Yeah. The deer hunters in their sport and others have been so good about never being satisfied with where they're at. Uh, you know, right. they never slowed down. They were always you look at a Delta waterfowl banquet down in Texas or something like that, you know, and you just look at these huge organizations that do so much for conservation and stuff, but they just, they never were satisfied. You know, they kept fighting. And even when they, they thought they've made it, you know, they, they were still, you know, going guns blazing all the time. And we got to do the same thing. And it is hard, especially when your pals age and you're old, you know you just know oh, hey at he least, just, but like no, you he, said at least he's retired and he doesn't have to right. work a day job
0: and, and do all this
3: <laughs> and i could still beat your leg wrestling yeah probably <laughs> probably i've learned i've
2: learned i'm the most terrible leg wrestler east of the mississippi anyway. that's right <laughs>
3: yep, no doubt well you got west too because seth's west of the mississippi yeah yeah i guess <laughs> so, so you the united out. states I'm not, I'm
2: not even top 10 nope <laughs> it's it's just
3: a deal where you've got to there's a couple things that that from my perspective, that are key to our future. We've got to be able to talk about the values that we add Mm -hmm. to the hunting community, not only the hunting community, but to the non-hunting community. If you enjoy, you get we as a community, every houndsman needs to be able to, when somebody stops him and says, what's that box in the back of your truck and why are you doing what you're doing? And they've got to be able to articulate what values they add to society. Yeah. You know, just like this weekend right here. You know, it's a $12 million shot in the arm for the community of Richmond, yeah. Indiana. Right. They're not in any hurry to get rid of autumn oaks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. restaurants are full, hotels are full, yeah. gas stations are selling stuff. You know, it's just rocking. So we've got to be able to explain that and showcase that in a way that people understand. And then on the wildlife side, we've got to be able to say, these are the values that we add. You know, when, when there's a lion study done in the Rocky Mountains, not only does it help uh, wildlife managers understand what lions' populations are like, but they find the bones, you know, and uh, from a lion kill of a deer, and they take that back and they they make decisions for the health of the, the mule deer populations. So there's a lot of crossover, but but people aren't talking about that stuff. Yeah. So when you get the person in the Subaru that likes to go to Rocky Mountain National Park, and and they've sabers. got to know huh so don't be knocking subarus hey i got one man it's got all... so my subaru's got all kinds of hunting stickers and stuff on the back of it and my business partner's like well, you are just trying to piss everybody off you know but we've got to be able to tell that story and tell those people there's an elk there because i'm a hunter and i helped put it here for you to come out and look at today
0: yeah so you know looking towards the future how can we better do this across all these platforms like i said podcast youtube you know, maybe going a little more mainstream, also, and uh, you know, with magazines and and stuff. So, what do you guys think as far as what we should be doing, and how do how do we stay united, and how do we keep this in the forefront?
2: You just got here, Clayton. What do you think? Well, <laughs> we'll <put you> all- <laughs> it's we'll nice to be here. <laughs> Welcome to the party, bro. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, I would say kind of just what all of us have been doing is just we don't really have to do anything fancy or do anything different. Just show what we do for what it is, because I've told a lot of people if there's anyone out there that actually likes dogs and being around dogs, if they just see the relationship that we have with our families and our kids and the dogs that we have, that they're at bare minimum, they're going to be open to it, if not fall in love with it, if they get a chance to go. So I think it's it's a lot of just exposure and yeah. the right exposure, because up until recently, if you did not have a family member that did it. Or if you didn't have a family member that would get like the magazines, you might not have known what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Absolutely. it's kind of a like a cult thing, it's in a regional thing where out west there are more bear hunters than lion hunters and stuff because that's what they have here. Yeah. And I've told people before, if if we had bear where I live, I'd bear hunt too. Yeah. If yeah. if I can hunt with a dog I would do right. it. So I just I think it comes down to just being good people and raising good kids and having good families and just showing who we are, I think is just just represent us for what we are and there's always going to be people that don't like it but those people are they're just bitter people and there's some people you can't reach but i think the majority of people that everyone likes dogs most people like dogs and they see our dogs get taken care of a lot better than a lot of people do in this country, to be honest.
2: I don't like any of my dogs. <laughs> well,
5: <laughs> well, you'll have that sometimes. <laughs> They're special ones. Yeah, so. that's right.
2: But I think Clayton touched on it too, and he, and I agree. And we need to get content like we're doing for the everyman, for the for the every woman, for the that suburban house mom that's got a labradoodle that she thinks that she dresses up for her birthday parties and stuff. Uh, those folks need to be exposed to what we actually are and not what they think we mm-hmm. are. Right. To do that, we need mainstream media, just like these yep. guys are doing, like Clayton and Chris and Ben and Jason and me. And I think all these guys here have done a really good job of, of representing the Houndsman in the correct way. And we all have talked about this. There's so much more we can do. You know mm-hmm. we can do more, and we're working on it.
3: There's a solid leadership principle that that I always rely on, and I used it when I was a supervisor. And but you got to show people what a good job looks like. Yep. And yep. you've got to step out there, and everybody here wants to be able to hunt ten years from now. Mm-hmm. But what's that going to take? Yeah. So it's up to us as media. To showcase the people that are doing it right yeah. and the people that, that are honorable and principle-driven and showcase that and show people what a good job looks like.
2: And those people are entertaining. Yeah. There's a yeah. <laughs> lot of people that are like that that can entertain mm-hmm. yes. someone who doesn't even know what we're doing out yeah, here. Right? Well,
0: for example, like look at Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Look what they did for duck yeah. hunting. Yeah. 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 They made it huge. Yeah. right. And why? Because they were entertaining.
2: Because they were characters. It was yeah. a character-driven format. Because I remember the first time, and I've been lucky enough to, to hang out with Phil and Jason, Cy, all of them, a few times. Great people. What mm-hmm. you see on that show is usually what you're going to get. Maybe they were putting on a show for me, too. But <laughs> before they were big, uh, Phil used to go around and do revivals. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they would book him. He bu- They booked him at a church at Danville, Iowa. And I think they were on Duckmen 4 on VHS. Oh, and yeah. And I went to get, because I love waterfowl hunting. I still do. And I would go get their VHS. And they weren't big. Nobody knew who they were yet. You know, just the duck hunting community. The hardcore duck hunters knew who they were. And I would just... Just to hang out with them and to see them and to be around them, it's no different than going over here to Hoop and Tater's trailer and listening to them for a little bit. It's no different than going here and talking to Heath and Chris and Chip Koziers in there. Don't even yeah. he's got a Boykin <laughs> Spaniel, you know, but it's fun, you know. Yeah, and it's the same thing. And if we highlight them in the ways that they are, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change it. You don't have to edit it. You just just highlight the good people, and ninety percent of us are good people. You know me, excluded. But, uh, <laughs> like I'm elitist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Got my nose hey, everybody serves
3: as a, as an example, even if it's a bad
2: example. That's right. Josh. That's right. I'm a good example of what not to do. Jeez.
4: <laughs> well, we got a great opportunity now. I mean, like you were saying, Clayton, it's about family and kids and, and morals and and values. And I mean, to me, that directly correlates with you know, yeah, all the whole Duck Dynasty scene and what they've done on with their Unashamed podcast and yeah. Yeah. like all of that. It's just those are real people. And yeah. you think about around the table, all joking aside, Josh, like we're all real people
2: yeah.
4: with a calling to do something that's bigger. Yeah. I you oh know, I mean
2: And the world right, I the world right now is craving that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so crazy out there and People are craving stability and family and stuff like that because mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't exposed to it. You know, yeah. they're, they don't get the same opportunities that look we
3: have. Look at what, uh, who is it, Oliver Anthony? Yeah. 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 The guy that wrote the, the song. I mean, he's an overnight sensation, number one iTunes. We
2: just need to get Rogan to make one post about us. <laughs> <laughs> We're there. We're Seriously. there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think
5: it's that far off either because no, some either. of the guys out west he bow hunts with, yeah. you we know at, they we hunt with Clay dogs. Clay Newcomb, who's yeah. friends of ours. Yes. That,
2: you know, we can, he was on, he, yeah, Rogan, you know, yeah. he was on Rogan, you know, right. we're, we're making those strides, yep. you know, but it's, right. it's a slow process and we just got to stay very vigilant.
4: Yep. And we got to stay consistent. Right. I think that's the biggest thing that we can all do. And it's easy for those of us sitting at this table,
2: Yeah. you know, well, I deal with not, it. I mean, that's, I don't know that it oh, is
3: sometimes because you know, it, it is, this business is driven by downloads and, and, you know, how we perform for sponsorship. That's what's got us the Onyx type recognition. Is Enjoy dog food. Enjoy dog food, yeah. <laughs> enjoy dog food. NW having yeah, supply NW honey. Come on. We <laughs> keep, We're all plugged in. Stark, outdoor, Stark Outdoors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stark Outdoors. Stark Outdoors. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, you can't sell uh, and get the brand recognition if nobody's going to tune right. in. That's mm-hmm. just the way business mm-hmm. right. works. Yeah. So – so we have to we have to pay attention to that. But the thing for me is I know what podcasts perform well for me and which ones don't. I look at those numbers all the time. Yeah. And but I'm not willing to sell out. We've right. got just for the sake of downloads and ranks and chartable and all that yeah. goofy yep. stuff, you know, I'm gonna stay on message because I believe that that we've got to speak the truth. We've got to provide the entertainment, but we can't back off of. A,
2: a thousand people listening to something valuable that's going to help the sport is more important than 500,000 people listening no. to something that's detrimental. Yeah. agree. You know, yeah. we just have to. And Chris does such a good job of the, of fighting that fight. Mm-hmm. And I don't do as good a job of it. I yeah. like to do the podcast that I like. And I'm a selfish guy when it comes to that. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm I'm right want, I, you. I want. there I get it. I want things that interest me. You know, if it's interesting to me, then I put it on the podcast and that's right. what I do. And I should do that. But then I look over, I'm like, well, Chris is already doing that. He's, <laughs> he's got my back. Well, we'll just leave it yeah. to Powell, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's something that we all have to consider, you know, that how are we being perceived constantly? You know, when I show yeah. up out here and even how I put my clothes on in the morning, if I'm going to be out here in front of everybody, which it doesn't look like it today, but a lot of times, you know, I'm, it, it makes a difference, sure. you know, how you appear to the public and How you act and how you react is so important.
4: Yeah. Well, now we have so many platforms that like this confluence in time. Like before, I mean, Full Cry was the original. 1939, like that's what we had. And then there was, you know, you move in, you got F&T Tailgate Adventures. When I first got into Hounds, like out here on the West Coast, that was my only contact. Like that was my connection. And then you move on to like Facebook taking its thing. And now we've got the podcast, which I feel like was the first big boom like Mm -hmm. that. We're still feeling the ripple effect and we're still riding that wave and seeing the benefits it can have for our sport. But now it's like Clayton, we got YouTube. We've got the podcast with Mm -hmm. all of us. We've got print media. We've got mainstream Netflix, like exposure to a degree. Like it's literally all these things are right now. And I feel like there's a group of us that really feel the gravity of that and what we can do together. And then there's the rest of the people that are going to hopefully never see a hiccup. And the reason for that is is we're all working behind the scenes with a consistent message and putting those things forward in repetition. You know, every form of media at this point, we're looking at a potential influence.
2: Look at our our podcast guests lately. You got Shocky over here on Houndsman XP. Mm-hmm. You got Giannis Patelis over here on the W. You know we're really making strides into other areas mm-hmm. where we're getting just everyone's like, oh, you know, and like I mentioned, you know, uh, Mr. Bear Grease over on the Rogan podcast, yeah. you know, Brent Play- Reeves, mm-hmm. on our Reeves. Brent here. Reeves doing his thing Brent now. Reeves. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's getting there, and we're we are riding a wave right now
3: i'm telling you man i think we're right on the we're right on the crest of the hill and we yeah. can see it we just gotta yeah. we gotta be consistent and follow through there's gotta be follow through yeah
5: yeah
4: and do what we're all doing right now i mean and be i hope this is an example to the whole hound hunting community yeah like everybody at this table is here for a reason and it's you you yep, or you reading or you watching like yep. that is the reason we're all here And that's what we all need
2: to do. And the media has brought us a lot of gifts, too. You know, if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. me starting a YouTube channel and making a stupid video that Powell liked, he never would have called me and put me on Houndsman XP. Um, I never would have got the job with Joy Dog Food. I never would have went into this next venture that I'm going into. All this stuff has benefited us as well. You look at the downloads that Clayton's getting. You look at the listenership that Ben has and what w is doing with their stretch this media it has helped us i mean oh, don't yeah. get me wrong we've been yeah. oh, but also we've been very good as a community about doing it the right way too
5: Yeah. i think that yeah. goes to the type of people that are doing it obviously you're not going to set out if your goal is just to make money yeah. you're probably not going to no. be Filming or f- doing podcasts yeah. for. Get into coo- burn dogs. Coon dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, will, you know I, mean? I will promise you one thing. Nobody here on this podcast gives
2: care about money. Yeah. We burn it. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. I yeah.
3: mean, it's a, it's got to be a passion. Yeah. And you look at the founding fathers, they risked life, limb, business, fortunes, you know, all that to ensure that we had this country that we live in today. And I look at this group of. You know, guys and innovators sitting in this podcast right now, I look at them the same way. You know, because I can tell you, you know, if if I was making the bank, I wouldn't be driving a 2007 Tundra with yeah. 200,000 miles <laughs> on it. You know. Yep. So. And I'd have better dogs.
5: <laughs> I think we all would. Yeah. Yep.
3: I feel like you
4: know, odd man out. I was wishing I could have been there to see it all, but I mean. Like, now there's been the media booth, and you guys this obviously not new at Oak. What's the feedback like from, like, general population? Are you guys getting a lot of interactions from listeners and, and feedback and stuff like that?
2: I get very little um, negative feedback when I'm in public, ever. You know, at this hunt, mm-hmm. it's always positive. You know, I'll get a, maybe a guy side-eyes me or something walking by, but those guys, though they only talk on the internet. You know, (laughs) if it ain't on Facebook, they ain't going to say nothing to me. But when we're at these events, it's fantastic. And I also get feedback um, from people that are not houndsmen, that are, you know, I never knew this, or I can't believe you guys are hunting for $100,000, and, you know, this is crazy. I've got bird dogs, and I want to do this. You know, I don't know why we can't do that. And so it's overwhelmingly positive, and it does overwhelm me sometimes, because the last thing I want is noticed, and I think (laughs) all these guys are the same way. And, right, You know, but it is, it is good feedback and I think we are doing a good job as a community. And I don't, I mean, yeah, we're all going to get some negative about an opinion that I have because I am, I'm one of my bad habits is that I do voice those, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of negative feedback, but as a whole, and I think Chris and Clayton and Ben are going to say the same thing. It's been pretty positive.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very, anytime I go to an event like this, I, I have never gotten any sort of. no. Negative reaction whatsoever. Well, as soon yeah. as we're done here, I'll give you some names and numbers. <laughs> no, I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> no, I'm no, it's been.
4: I, I got. Handwritten letters that are complaints lately. Oh geez. Well, was, I
2: like those. Those are fantastic. Nobody does that anymore. That can't. You know, oh, that dude, can't. let me tell you, they're still out there. Oh, I, get I love a that. them. That's uh, that's because we're not in print media, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah plus, we're still in the Plus, sunnies. I've
3: been writing your name on public hey, restroom if walls someone, with your number. Yeah, and if someone has a complaint
2: <laughs> about my podcast or my opinion or my life feature, something like that, sit down, and get some really nice stationery, get a quill pen. <laughs> inkwell Inkwell, whole works write it out and i promise you then i will pay attention (laughs) i'm like that guy he may have a point
4: you really pay attention when it's hieroglyphic man like i had to remember people still use shorthand Oh,
2: (laughs) that is fantastic i would love to have some any kind of feed negative especially i would love to have some negative feedback (laughs) written out like that that would be impressive i would be impressed i would put them on the podcast the next week
5: there you
4: go
2: everybody write your letter send it to what's your address pal stick, <laughs> stick man <Yeah>. stick dog
3: <laughs> cave wall drawings yeah.
0: oh man well guys I know we're all busy here so I don't want to hold us up I really appreciate all you guys sitting down Yeah. I think it's been a great conversation I think we're moving in the right direction I think like Chris said we're just kind of, we at the crest of that hill and we just need to kind of keep the, our foot on the gas and, and make sure we follow through so, definitely. No doubt. Thank you guys all. Yeah, very much. and thanks
4: all you guys. Yep. Thanks for being there and representing all of us. Like, this is a big deal. I know there's a huge turnout from not just those of us sitting here, but the community we've surrounded ourselves with. And it's awesome to see the showings there at Oak. Definitely. So, thanks all you guys for all you're doing.
3: Yeah.
0: You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.